0: This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald.
1: I'm Ramia Amadin and this is Kelly and Ramia.
0: AEBC and Partners present the 6th annual International Day of Persons with Disabilities Conference. It's called Empowering Ourselves. Thriving in this new reality. This is on December 3rd, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern, and this virtual conference will be accessible to all and will feature ASL interpreters in real-time live captioning, featuring uh, Michael Godhill as the uh, featured uh, speaker. He is the Accessibility Commissioner, among others that will be on the docket. AMI will be broadcasting here on AMI-audio with Joey DeGuca the whole event. Registration is free and online at Eventbrite. Register via email or request any accommodations at aebctorontogmail.com. At Ramya Muthan, Kelly McDonald, host of the show.
1: Every other Tuesday, we chat about the world of health and wellness with Francis Wong, and this is opposite nutrition with Julia Caranches. But once in a while, we collide some of these conversations and find some links. So today, that link is food. Sometimes we get overwhelmed with the choices of food that we can choose to eat, which is a pretty good problem to ask if you're a foodie. But the time of year where there tends to be an overabundance of food and eating is around the winter holidays. So today, Francis, we're going to talk about the tendencies to overeat and what
2: we can do to combat that. Yeah, that's great Ramya and it's totally opposite to what Danielle was talking about not eating so we're going mm-hmm. to the other direction now. Um, So from now until the New Year's, we're going to be presented with a lot of food almost everywhere we turn. If you're at the office, people may be bringing in baked goods or there may be a bake sale. And then don't forget about the team or floor lunches and the company dinners. And then in your own circles, there may be many opportunities for family and friends to gather and celebrate the holidays. And most of that will also be surrounded by food. And so it's easy to overeat when we're out celebrating with others, but we can actually turn that around and use it to our advantage. With food available to us at home, maybe you've got snacks in the cupboards or fridge since our last chat on preparedness or food delivery um, apps delivering food to you. It's easy to fall into mindless eating patterns.
0: Okay. Mm. So if we say that, with that said, what would the opposite Of that, what would it be? I mean, what is mindful eating then?
2: Uh, Yeah, Kelly, eating slowly is definitely one of the criteria and really paying attention to how you're feeling. If your stomach is becoming fuller and you're eating to the point of satisfaction and fullness without overindulging, you're looking at using all your senses to eat to help determine if you're eating out of true hunger or whether it's something that's triggering you to eat. It's having a healthy relationship and appreciation for food without judgment. Do you guys know how long it takes for your brain to register that you ate food? 20 minutes. Isn't it like 20 minutes? Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes. So in October, we talked about oral care and how taking care of our mouth and teeth allows us to really taste our food. And so if we take the time to slowly chew our food, it buys us time for our brain to acknowledge that we are on our way to eat getting full. If we eat too quickly, it's super easy to overeat without even realizing it until it's too late.
1: Yeah. Wow. I mean, I but did it's a fun, it, It's funny because our society
0: is all about that, eating fast or, or doing everything well, fast.
1: Well, that's our lifestyles, right? Like you eat on the go. You don't really take a lunch or actual dinner breaks. Um, aside from, I guess, when you're social eating, which you're probably going to get to, Francis. but I took a workshop it wasn't really a workshop. It was like a time where we're supposed to all eat, mindful eat together. And it was some, one of the most uncomfortable things I'd done. Slow down my eating, put my utensils down between bites. Like it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. So you, maybe you can give us some tips like that to uh, stop with the emotional eating.
2: Yeah, I guess you can equate emotional eating to mindless eating. I mentioned earlier that we can use upcoming meals with friends as a way to structure our eating. So when we're alone, it's easy just to grab food at random times and places. But when we're getting together with friends, we have a set place and time to eat. When we're alone, not only do we tend to eat more, but we're doing other things at the same time. Just like you said, watching TV or scrolling through our phone or worse, walking while eating or mm-hmm. if you drive, driving while stuffing your face on your way to something else. The whole eating on the run comes to mind. So does that sound familiar? <laughs> yep. Yep.
0: And hurrying to do so, it. So,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And another way that um, we can counteract emotional eating is to really become aware of our emotions. What um, we want to do is check in with ourselves. Are we really hungry or is it an emotion that is driving us to eat? Are we bored or sad or lonely? And once you assess that, you're bringing a mindfulness aspect to your eating habits. And when you're eating, just eat. Don't do anything else. Like you, you said, Ramya, you Bite your food, like put your fork down. This really allows us to be connected to what our body is taking in and connect better the feedback that our body is giving us. Whenever I go to the States for my yoga training, breakfast in the dining hall is silent. No electronics are allowed. Mm. And so, you know, you're sitting there with no distractions around. I'm thinking about how the food is nourishing me and where it comes from rather than just looking at the food as an end product. One of the benefits of mindful eating can also be weight loss just from not mindlessly eating.
0: I can imagine. I mean, even what you said about just the way we handle it. One of my friends always used to say, oh, I have a taste for that that was his way of, as, as opposed to, yep. do I need the food? Do I want? Well, oh, I'm you know,
1: craving. Oh, yeah. I
0: crave. I have a taste for. I think I'll go out and get. Oh, and and again, it's that. Then you couple that with the fast eating, where your brain doesn't have time to say, "Okay, you're full now," or like you say, the the quiet to say, "Ah, oh, this is good. This is I'm enjoying this," and not just being, "I got to hurry up and eat because then the next thing I have to do." So, speaking of the mindless, uh, mindful, mindful eating or mindless eating, excuse me, how does snacking (laughs) fit into the picture of of mindful eating?
2: Uh, Yeah, let me just say that the struggle is real. Um, Mm. However, you can still apply the same tips that we just talked about. And I want to clarify that mindful eating does not mean cutting yourself off from guilty pleasures. So Kelly said your friend has a taste for it. That's exactly right. I mean, it's not about saying no, no, you can't have a cookie or you can't eat chips. It's about making conscious choices in what we consume and why we are making those choices. So again, I would say to ask yourself, did you just destroy this bag of chips because you were stressed or did you have that cookie as a reward for something you accomplished? And there's no right or wrong, but it's focusing the lens on the why so that you can make better choices. On the other hand, if you find yourself constantly snacking because you're truly hungry, and Remy, mentioned like the cravings, then maybe you might want to take a second look at your diet to make sure you're getting balanced meals. If your mm-hmm. body has everything it needs, then there shouldn't be as many cravings.
1: It's interesting you mentioned stress too, Francis because I think that that's an emotion we're not always uh, attuned to. Like if I had a really, really long day, if I'm kind of uh, picking apart my week and reflecting on the past week or something, if I had a really long day, I can tell that I've eaten much more throughout the day, by the end of the day, whatever it is. So you might think like, I'm not sad, I'm not lonely, but just that stress or, or, you know, how long you've worked or how long you've gone, had to be on, uh, makes a big difference in your eating habits if you're not mm. always paying attention to Eat that. Eat
0: faster, right? Like, like if you're stressed, your be mind's faster, elsewhere. You feel like you just <laughs> have to be
1: eating. Yeah. You're tired, so you're hungry, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, are there other tools we can use to help us with mindful eating?
2: Yeah, and I just want to go back to that about the stress. I think that we are almost in a constant state of stress that we're not even really necessarily aware of that. So that's also that awareness where, you know, we're stressed out. So we just go back into our habits of, you know, eating whatever's around or available. That's just kind of our way of coping. So um, I'm glad you asked um, about tools that we can use because in today's world, of course, there's an app for that. One of the ones that I came across that I found interesting is called Shutter Bite Mindful Eating. So, based on the name of the app, you can sort of guess that it has to do with taking pictures of your food. But this isn't so that you can post pictures of your meals to Instagram or Facebook. Um, It first asks you what your goal is um, so that they can help you hopefully achieve with this app. And it gives you a few options like you want to improve or repair a relationship with food, develop better eating habits, lose weight, or or other. And what I like about this app is that for every meal that you log, it will ask you to input what you ate. And you can be as detailed or short as you like and upload a photo of your meal from the camera if you're too lazy to type it out. This app has good intentions in that it doesn't focus on calorie counting or weight watching. Mind you, I didn't choose the lose weight option as my goal of using Shutterbite when I was testing this out. I selected improving or repairing a relationship with food. Ah, so the app does this by asking. Yeah, so the app does ask this by asking you before every meal why are you eating and what your hunger level is, so you can select from the tiles one or more of the options like it's I'm hungry or it's time, stress, tired, boredom, reward, or and I think some of us can relate, especially if it's a snack and not a meal to the it was their option. And <laughs> I say it applies to snacks because that's more likely just to be there rather than a meal magically appearing. I mean, I'd love to have my meals just magically appear and be there, but <laughs> unfortunately it doesn't happen in my life unless I just ordered it from Uber Eats. So um, before you eat, you say why, and then you rate your hunger level and your craving level on a sliding scale. And lastly, you can select the mood that matches you from a sad emoji to a happy one. And it might sound like a lot, but it's pretty quick to move through. And then when you actually start to eat, you can press the button on the meal timer so that you can time and see how quickly or slowly you are actually eating. Oh. And then that's as, good. Yeah. And then after you eat, you track how full you are and reflect on how the food made you feel. Again, the answers are quick. Um, You just press a button, one or more of the tiles, with answers like satisfied, unsatisfied, energetic, happy, angry, sad, anxious, tired, stressed, calm, I don't know, or other. And then the next question is, how full are you? And the answers are on a sliding scale of starving to neutral, which is a 5 out of 10, to full, which is a 7, to an eight of stuffed or a nine of bloated. And hopefully you'll never put down a 10 out of 10 since then you'd be feeling nauseous.
1: Mm, and yikes. then
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're asking the same questions as before the meal, how your cravings um, and mood are after you eat. You can save your meal and then you can look at the stats over a day, week, or month. I mean, if you stop and think about it, when was the last time you ate a meal and paused at the end to really notice how your body feels after eating what you did? For real. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and a lot of time we associate that with the big meal or the family meal, the 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 special meal that uh, mom or or your partner has made for you or something like that. There's or, or an occasion where where somebody's birthday or whatever or, or yours, I guess. Turkey it would, dinner you know, be a better example where you sit back and oh that was so wonderful, something special that was made for for you, you know, and and yet sit back on that that meal and that's when you do it a lot of other time we just eat to to manage to to get by. So with there being so many apps out there Francis, are there any specific things that people should look for when selecting one for mindful eating?
2: Yeah. When I was checking out what mindful eating apps were available, it seemed like there were a lot that had come and gone in the last few years. I thought that was pretty good because among some of the things that we've already covered, the basic app is free. If you want to track unlimited amount of meals, then you can subscribe on a monthly basis. But some of the other apps I saw seem to require a subscription after a free trial period. What I think you want to look for is an app that focuses more on the experience of eating rather than that calorie counting um, that I talked about earlier, so that it's eating with intention. And I think that if you want to make this even more mindful, consider ditching the app completely and going old school and writing it in a journal. You're thinking about what you ate or your mood, and then you're writing it out on paper and reinforcing a mind and body connection.
1: I like it. I think that this is great and uh, a whole different perspective on posting your food, right? Like if you're taking pictures of food, putting it on Instagram, Facebook, like as you said, we do with other apps, uh, a totally different scenario. This is consciousness. Um, I loved it. Thank you so much for all the tips, Francis. Thanks, guys. Francis Wong joining us on our wellness segment. That's every other week.
0: Okay, folks, it's time to uh, do a little catching up. We're gonna check a chat with Connect for Life uh, founder Melanie Taddeo when she joins us about what's new with her. Boy, a lot ahead, folks. Stick around. Join me every couple of weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.